the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Now, here is an interesting study uh, that the world looks at and is shocked. I'm not shocked at all. Uh, This is a Gallup survey that was just released in the last couple of days. And uh, it's on people, how often they go to church, whether they go to church, what they believe, Protestant, Catholic, uh, evangelical, non-evangelical, other religions, and so on and so forth. It's a lengthy, quite in-depth survey of religion in America One of the most notable conclusions from the Gallup survey. Now, again, this is Gallup. This is not a Christian or religious organization. This is Gallup. Here is the biggest takeaway. According to Gallup from this survey. Headline. And again, this headline is from Gallup. Weekly churchgoers have better mental health than non-churchgoers. Here's the story. Churchgoers who attended a house of worship at least weekly. Very important, at least weekly. These are people who are not on the sidelines, so this is not Christmas and Easter people. These are people who attend every week. Church. Churchgoers who attend a house of worship at least weekly are more likely than non-churchgoers to to rate their mental and emotional health as excellent, according to a new Gallup survey that found that religion had a positive impact during the pandemic. The poll found that weekly churchgoers finished at the top among 14 subgroups on mental and emotional health. Top. Of all of the subgroups that they divided people into, weekly churchgoers were better off mentally and emotionally than anyone else. The poll found the weekly churchgoers finished at the top among 14 subgroups on mental and emotional health with 44% of weekly churchgoers rating their own mental or emotional well-being as excellent. Those who attend church nearly weekly or monthly, it drops to 38%. I think that's significant. People who are really involved and attend church at least once a week, the very top, 44%, rate their own mental or emotional well-being as excellent. If that drops down to eh, 
nearly weekly or monthly. Uh, I try to get to church once a month. It drops from 48, 44% to 38%. Seldom or never attended, 29% rated their mental and emotional health as excellent. So almost, not quite, but almost double the mental and emotional well-being of those who attend church on a weekly basis as opposed to those who seldom or never attend at all. Almost twice. Almost twice. Gallup said, and I quote, Americans who attend religious services weekly are notably more emotionally resilient than those who are less religious. Now, that's not a surprise to me at all. This whole, you know, the last two years have been very difficult. They have. Uh, The personal thing of being locked in and the masks, you know, I think all of us just got sick and tired of the masks and We were told you can't leave your house and you can't even visit your family. And if somebody's in the hospital, even if they're dying, you can't go visit them. When this when this thing really began uh, over a year and a half ago, Joy and I have uh, had a dear friend, um, older and by older, older than Joy and I, came down with COVID. Uh, this was before the vaccines were available, uh, came down with COVID, had taken all the precautions, never went anywhere without a mask, wouldn't let anybody in their home, got COVID anyway, got very, very sick, very ill, in intensive care, on a ventilator. Things were looking very, very bad. It looked for certain that this woman was going to die. Her husband was not allowed to be there. Her children We're not allowed to be there. And I think that's unconscionable. I don't care what anybody says. That's unconscionable. Here's a person dying. You're not going to allow a husband of way over 50 years to come and tell his wife goodbye before she takes her last breath? Why? You're not going to kill her. She's dying. Or the children. And yet that was happening everywhere. And let me repeat, that was and is unconscionable. That was evil. Some hospitals are still using those same practices. So there was that. The isolation, the the masks, the death of loved ones and friends. Joy and I have lost several friends through COVID. It's been tough. Loss of jobs. Familiar, popular places that you used to frequent closed forever because of COVID. I mean, it has been tough. It is not surprising at all that those who are involved in a local church where they are hearing messages of hope and trust, and confidence, and being pointed to a sovereign God. 
it should not be a surprise to anyone that those folks have been doing much better emotionally and mentally than any other subgroup. And the report that I'm holding in my hand does not actually list the other 14 subgroups. It just tells me that of the 14 subgroups, weekly churchgoers finished at the very top. Doesn't that tell you something? And uh, it brings me to this, which I have been trying to tell people for such a long time. Get back in church. Get back with God's people. Get back into a church where you can be taught and encouraged, where you can fellowship with other believers, where you know people love you and care for you and pray for you. I talked to a gentleman on the phone a few days ago. He was very, very distressed. And one of the first questions I asked, and it was not in an accusatory form at all, I just said, do you have a church? He said, I haven't been to church in years. He had a bad experience. I get that. I understand. A lot of people have had a bad experience in a church. That is not a reason to stay away. The Bible is so clear as to the purpose of the local church and how important it should be in our lives. So um, even a secular polling organization like Gallup is forced to admit Uh, You folks that go to church every week? Yeah, it's having an impact on your life. It should, and it will. All right, we're going to take the uh, final break, and we'll come back and wrap things up. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. I love this story. I I really do. It's the story of an 86-year-old woman who recently I can't tell from the story whether this was this past weekend or but it was recently. She was baptized at her church. You say, well, Bob, people get baptized all the time. Well, 86-year-olds are not baptized every day. 86-year-old women in wheelchairs are not baptized every day. 86-year-old women in a wheelchair scared to death of water are not baptized every day. Her name, Joyce Stamey. She is a member of Liberty Live Church in Hampton, Virginia. She has been a Christian since her youth, 86 years old, and she finally got baptized. Scared to death of water. 
petrified of water. She said, all my life I've been afraid to get baptized, so I just put it off and said I'll do without it. But as I got older, I got to thinking about it, and I just decided to do it. I thought my kids would be proud of me, and I knew I had to be baptized eventually, and I'm very happy about it now. I felt really good afterwards. After months of discussion with her family, the pastor, the staff of the church, and so forth, they got it all figured out. They lifted her into the baptistry in her wheelchair, surrounded her so that she would feel comfortable and secure, and she was baptized. Love that story. I will never forget when Joy and I were in Wichita, Kansas, I baptized an elderly black woman. Same thing, absolutely petrified of water. Petrified, couldn't take a bath. She would take very quick showers, but wouldn't go to a swimming pool, wouldn't go into a creek, wouldn't even get in a bathtub because of her terrible fear of water. But she accepted Christ as Savior, and she was determined to be obedient and be baptized, and I had the privilege of baptizing her, and I'll never forget it. She was shaken like a leaf, but she says, I want to do this. I want to do this because I want to please my Jesus. And I leaned her back and put her head underwater, and when she came up out of the water, she let out the loudest whoopee that I have ever heard. And the congregation just went crazy. She was obedient. She was obedient. I love stories like that. All right, before we uh, finish the day, we're not going to finish without going to Mark in Columbus. Hey, Mark, help me wrap it up today. Welcome. You're on Bob Bernie Live. Oh, I love hearing that story. Isn't it a great story? That's wonderful. I remember when uh, I was in the Nazarene Church my grandma and, and, you know, my cousins and aunt, we went there and up in Marion, Ohio. And uh, we used to go to this uh, big uh, pond out uh, near, I think it was near Mount Gilead. Yeah. And we would, uh, uh, you know, there were all kinds of baptisms. And there was a, some, uh, uh, people were telling me about this church that they were going to where, you know, impromptu baptism, they all got got up, they just got up and said, I want to be baptized. And I thought, man, how long has it been since I've seen that? And I remembered that Nazarene church, and it's just like that. You know, Holy Spirit, you say, I want to show everybody. I think that's just fine. Absolutely. I love those stories. I have, and it won't take up your time because we're going to run out, but I I have some interesting and comical baptism stories that I may share one day. Oh, good. Oh, my goodness, a couple of them are, <clears throat> wow, crazy. All right, what's on your mind, Mark? Well, I, just, I really called to talk about the uh, the San Francisco mayor and all this wokeness and weak prosecutors and everything. And, and you know, uh, it's just amazing that they don't get it, but I think they're just not playing with a full deck, as in, you know, having the uh, the good grounding of, of right and wrong and, and you know you gotta you gotta sometimes you do the crime you gotta do the time and and it's you know there's just no getting away from it if as we've seen you know you just gotta have consequences you gotta have yeah. responsibility 
totally. Yeah. But yeah. if they had Christ in their lives, man, and that other thing you were talking about where people are so much healthier with Christ in their lives, I just hope somebody's listening. Take Christ. It'll make such a difference. Oh, that's for sure. First of all, having Christ in your life, that is first and foremost, and by far the most important. But then being around other believers, fellowshipping with other believers. Um, Joy and I travel most weekends with Cross Power Weekends, but when we have the opportunity to be back home in our home church, it's like going home. Every time we go back, it's like a family reunion. And we love that. We love being around God's people. It is so important. It is essential. And that's why Scripture says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a matter of some is. Amen. Yeah. All right, Mark, you wrapped it up. You took it home. We're uh, going to close out. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks, brother. All right. Bye-bye. And I am grateful that you were there today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I really, genuinely do. But please, wherever you go and whatever you do, remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 